Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey! Happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portland listeners. I hope you are having a wonderful start to your weekend. But I can't hear you. So shout at the radio all you want. I won't know, so let's check in with the most important person. Ladies and gentlemen, Twill Darkins! What up? Will, what is happening? It's been a couple weeks. Uh, not even sure if we remember how to do this, but we'll try. Do what? Oh, the show! Luke, it's those kind of isms that make this show what it is. I'll tell you, it's wacky, it's wild, and it is gonna be fun today. I hope everybody's buckled in, because you're in for a ride. All right, let's go to P-Band for the weather. P-Band, what's going on over there? Well, it's a little bit hot today. All right, now check it out. The new one from Metallica, Master of a Puppets. You've never heard it like you did on Stranger Things. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, oh yeah, you got the you got the Rona. Yeah, got yeah. the vid. Got it. You got it hard. Two Mondays ago. That's a while, man. That's yeah. a while. We were gonna do we were gonna do the holiday show. We were gonna come in on our holiday weekend and do a. Uh, oh, we were. And then you got you got the Rona. Um, now I will tell you this. I told my brother that I got the Rona, and I've overused this joke now. Um, well, not on this show yet. Well, not on this show, but okay. I did before. I know. Okay, this is a terrible setup. It's pretty good. Uh, no, no, I understand. But setting up a joke, being like, just tell the, just tell the damn right. joke. God. So I told my brother. I texted him. I said, "Hey, uh, I have coronavirus. Uh, he's had it before, by the way." And he goes, "Everybody's had it before." He goes, "Hey, um, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you're okay." He goes, "So has it started for you yet?" And I texted back and I was like, what do you mean? What is, what's start? Like the symptoms? And he's like, yeah, like the worst symptom that like, like you're into guys now. You love guys. And I was like, I don't think that's a symptom. And he goes, yeah, I know. I mean, you've kind of been that way your whole life. (laughs) And so then I tried that with you today or no, with swag today. Cause swag comes over and he goes, how are you feeling? And I go, well, I'm totally into guys and their bodies now. And I go, oh wait, no COVID. No, I'm over that. (laughs) Yeah. Swag was not impressed. No, he didn't even give it. He didn't, 
He didn't even break stride to like give it like a. That's a crappy joke. In fairness, you did not give it a good delivery. You were you no. were a little too anxious. Well, I've never been good at deliveries. Yeah, that's fair. You that's know fair. me. That's why you don't work for FedEx. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a genius. Is that the only drop we have? No, we have others. I know. I got this one. It just didn't fit there. Christ. That's better. Or this one. You know, I'm going to watch Norbit. What's that guy doing now? San Diego is t- on TV. I talked to him not long ago. but Good red! Uh, I was going to hang out with him when I was in San Diego, but uh, Padres game went long and I didn't. The timing. The timing just didn't work out. I'd be somewhere. I had places to be. I go down to Southern California. I'm in demand. High demand. I can't sit around waiting for Marcus Greaves to finish up his uh, his Padres coverage. High demand in South, uh, what is that? South Southern Car- California. Carolina. SoCal. Sorry. I still got COVID brain. You're going to have to deal with that. It, wow. This look. show is going to be a rough one because I don't even know what the hell happened in sports. I literally, for about two weeks, two weeks, count them. That's 20 days, just sat in my house and watched reruns of Say by the Bell. Can I tell you something? I, I truly did watch this show. Kelly Kapowski. Did you watch this speed episode? Not the hottest one. I know you. You're a Jesse. Uh, Jesse Spanos. Jesse Spanos. Uh, did you watch the, the, the caffeine sh- pill the one? Caffeine pill. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Yeah. yeah, of course I watched that one. How many times did you watch that one? Did you watch it and then go, I need to watch that again and then replay no, it I didn't. immediately? And you know what? I was disgusted by it because it's lying to kids. Look, what? Just get her on crack. That's what it was. It was supposed to be like mirroring with the times, right? Sure. Like, like Saved by the Bell was like right around the very late 80s to heyday, early 90s. Sure. Why not just get Jesse Spanos on crack? He didn't have to lie to the teens and tell them it was caffeine pills. Just tell them. And you remember the other episode where they find a roach in the locker room and they freak out about it? Yeah. Dude, if I was in high school and I found a roach in the locker room, I wouldn't freak out. I'd just be like, the hell? Yeah. What's going on here? The cigarette smells weird. I feel funny. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that show, as they got older, probably the last two seasons, um, just, they didn't look like high schoolers anymore. Yeah, well, they were not They were probably like in their early 20s when they started as freshmen. <laughs> I mean, they, they looked really out of place. If you're, you've watched the movie Wet Hot American Summer. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorites because they they blatantly just go... Like everybody's 30 and pretending to be teenage camp counselors. Yes. And they make fun of it very often. But yes, no, most most shows are that way. You'll like you'll watch uh you'll watch some of the uh I don't know, primetime television uh back in the day. All the kids were ten years older. Like Michael J. Fox was so successful as a kid because he just looked like a kid well into his thirties. Still does. I know. Kind of. Well, but like but a really that's, old kid. That's that's the advantage of being underdeveloped. Like when you're when you're in high school, the two friends that you have to have is you have to have the friend that can grow like the full five o'clock shadow. Oh yeah. And so he can go in and buy beer for you. But you also need the friend that looks like he's twelve until he's twenty, so you can get junior golf rates. So you go in and he goes, Oh, yeah, I'd like to play for four juniors. You save yourself uh ten bucks a piece, give him a little bit of the vig. You move on. That's interesting. I never did that. Yeah, mostly because I don't care for golf. Yeah, I know that. You're um, not old enough. To, but now you're a dad, so you'll start caring about golf. You'll just wake up on Sundays, and you'll want F. Luke Darkens to leave you alone, and you don't want to deal with Megan, and you just don't want to deal with any you put on golf and just stare at the TV, and then one day you'll be like, I'm actually kind of enjoying this. I'm actually into my yard now. See? There's did a per- perfectly dad thing to do. Guess you, what I did on 4th of July? Mulch. 
No. Did you go to bed early and then and then uh, wave your fist at the air for all the fireworks? Why do they keep shooting them off before it gets dark? Our cat was freaked out. Bet it was. Poor little Boris. No, I went to uh, <clears throat> Home Depot and nice. uh, I got an edger. Oh, dang. I have an edger I could have given you. 190 down to 130. Oh, what a bargain. And I got you the bargain. You practically stole it. No, did I you- did. I convinced them to give me that price because I showed them in the magazine, hey, you guys got a deal today. And they go, that's right. And did you did you pay them and then like look around going, man, I think I fleeced them and run out of there? Well, they don't even know. Oh my gosh. Is this I, a steal? I did that, that. That's a dad thing. That's it. Like if your kids were there while you were buying it, don't tell anyone. I think I think I've told you my Weber grill story. No, no. Did you steal it? Kind Wait, of. Did you steal the station's Weber grill? No, no, I, no. Somebody I stole the Traeger really? grill here. Traeger. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, Somebody stole the Traeger grill here and like. No, that blew my mind because those things are like three, five hundred bucks yeah, for the full size one. Yeah, dude, when it was gone, everybody just kind of went. Eh. <laughs> I was like, "Don't you want that bad? I mean, you could sell it." Everybody's just like, "No." Nah, yeah, because I think I know who took it. I think it was a person in authority that would have been the one to ring the alarm bell. Was it Swag? No, Swag. Swag wouldn't steal anything. That guy is of the highest moral character. The only thing better than his broadcast voice. His morals. Everybody knows that. Swag is a saint. Uh, now I was at, I went to Target. Yeah. And uh, was just wanted to buy a Weber grill, and they only had one left, and it was the display model. Uh-huh. So I asked the guy back there. I go, hey, looks like you're out of Weber grills except for this one. I see it's already built. I got the SUV. Can I just buy this one? He goes, sure. I go, any discount because it's not in the box. He goes, yeah, they probably do like uh, 20% up at the front. Just uh, ask him and then you should be good to go. I'm like, mm. cool, 20% off. Sounds good. So then I go up to the gal at the front and I go, I uh, said we might be able to discount this because it's a, it's a display model. She goes, how does 50% off sound? Oh. And I went, sounds great. And then she, she prices it up, puts in the 50% oh, discount. She man. had manager keys. So I'm not, it wasn't like, it wasn't like the new person. Yeah. She punched in the code herself. She and might I have been ran, a new manager And though. I ran out of there. I was like, let's get out of here. I'm dragging like the fully built Weber grill out of the thing. But oh, oh yeah. Oh, hey, I paid them money. The money they asked for me to pay for that, I paid. I didn't, I didn't switch over the stickers. My brother used to do this at Big Five. He'd go in and peel off the stickers, oh, like on the ping pong paddles. That's douchey. <laughs> hey, Come on. Listen. Don't do that. You get people in trouble. Hey, See, the older hey. I've gotten, the more I've realized like what that story. Like when I was younger, I would have been cheering that one on like, hell yeah, dude. You're a dad now. I'm with you. But now that poor guy who told you, yeah, 20% off, he's probably going to get a tongue full, oh, like no. a whole <laughs> mouthful, like Whoa. all up in that Whoa. thing. About, hey, why did that guy get it 50% off instead of the 20 that you said? I told him that. And then it's going to be on, you know, Nikki, whoever the hell her name was. No, she no, did listen, it. Listen, Glenn made up a number. Nikki made up a number. Mm. Her number was better. I took her number. Because if I went up there and she said 10, you know what I, my response would have been? Like, that guy said 40. Glenn said 20. <laughs> I, but I didn't do that. I didn't go, the guy in the back said I could get 50% off. Because if I was going to do that, I'd have said 70% off. What I did was I just went, like, let's see. Like, because he totally pulled the number out of thin air. Sure. Right? So I was like, let's see what her number is. If we're just pulling numbers out, Let's play a little game and yeah. see what number is better. Guess what number is better? 
50%. And I will commend him because he obviously did the thing that uh, created the least amount of hell that could have happened. Now, I don't believe you to be somebody who would push that issue if he would have told you it's a display. Um, I need to go ask my manager, but you'll probably have to pay full price. I don't imagine you'd be an a-hole about that, but you know, there's a good like hundred, 200, 400,000 people out there that are going to go, but it's a display. People have been touching it. People have been breathing on it, spitting on it, doing weird things to it. I need at least 80% off. Listen, it's, it's, it's June 17th. You've already sold all the Weber grills. You're not restocking the Weber grills. This is the last one. I'm doing you a favor. I'm just going to get it out of your hair and uh, and we'll be done. You'll be done with Weber grill season. Get it It'll out be of great. bush. Can I get a little? That's all I did. Ask for a little discount. Now, I have a uh, a friend. His dad went into Walmart. Mm. You ever try to haggle with Walmart? Uh, no, I have self-respect. Just a little left. But, but the, here's what he did. He goes he goes in, and uh, I, I believe it was Callaway golf balls. Uh, and that I'm like, close out deal. Is that a good golf ball? Perfectly fine yeah. golf ball. So he goes in, and the Callaway golf balls, it says, like, close out sale, and it's like 40% off, whatever it is. And there's a ton sitting there. They got the sticker on it. And he goes up to, like, I don't know if it's just the guy walking by or the manager, but he goes, Tell you what, you can be 80% off, I'll buy them all and get them off your hands right now. <laughs> he bought out the entire inventory of Callaway Golf oh. Balls at like 80%. And normally you're paying like, I don't know, two bucks a ball. Yeah. You got it for like 40 cents a ball. That's pretty good. Yeah. Especially if you're going to golf that much. Well, sh- well and see, the, here's the thing. It's my friend's dad, three sons, they all golf. And so just everybody got Callaway Golf Balls for like two years, but he filled up the cart. He was like, all right, sounds like a deal. Filled up the entire cart with Callaway golf balls, walked out of their set for, there you go. So yeah, you can negotiate, you can negotiate with the stores. I actually saw an article the other day that right now, I was about to bring this up, all of the surplus. So if you're mm-hmm. looking to buy some items and try to find something cheap, here's what the center and Saint are going to do for you. We're going to get you some deals. <laughs> you think uh, we can get target to sponsor the show? Oh yeah. They and then already- like, you know, yeah, I'll make a phone call. Yeah. So they uh, right now, all of those supply backlogs are being filled mm-hmm. and all of these retailers that bought what they needed for winter, spring, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're getting all that inventory in. So there's going to be some big sales out there because it cost them a lot more money to send the stuff back. So if if you're looking for some bargains, uh, look at your local retailer. We suggest Target because that's where we shop. It's where my wife shops. Is it? Now, you know what I heard on... Does, C- does your wife uh, call it Target? Target? No. Make it sound fancy? No, oh, she yeah, loves go. Target. I'm going to go over to the Target. She, she, she treats Target like like dudes would treat like going to like the, the pro shop or something. The Bass Pro Shop? Yeah. Bass Pro Shop, Golf Pro Shop. Ooh, you know what I got for my... Car bir- Pro Shop. You know what I got for my birthday? Hmm. Got a Cabela's uh, gift certificate. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. So you're going to go buy some Carhartt stuff? I'm going to go, oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> Cabela's, buddy. I'm buying camo. Some buying, buying some fishing gear. 
get myself a new spinning rod. Now, we've had this conversation, I don't know if you know it or not, but where I suggested you should become camo guy in the office, where I just want you to start, like, yeah. very slightly putting little, like, accents of yeah. camo, but, like, over a three-month period, it will transition sure. you into full-on camo guy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't even talk about, I'm not even talking about, like, what you wear, like, all portions of your life will become camo. You got no. camo accessories <sighs> in your car. Your kids are getting camo stuff for birthdays and Christmas. So, one of my daughters has a camo pullover that she got as a oh, hand-me-down. She, she loves it. Oh, yeah, she does. Oh. Dude, here's what you have to understand, Mr. Darkens, about what you're saying, because I know I don't think we've had this conversation, because you would have known the answer to that. Mm. I cannot be camo guy, because I'm only non-camo guy in my family. My dad is um, camo guy. Like, my dad's nice jacket is camo. Is camo. That's... Uh, all of Paul's uh, gear is camo. Frank has... Now, my brother Frank... He's got a couple pieces of camo that are like, he's got like a pair of Nike basketball shorts that are camo oh. that he wears, he wears casually. Yeah. But when this guy, cause my whole family is hunters. When Frank goes hunting, he wears the camo pattern that matches his backpack. It matches his gloves, his jacket, his hat, yeah. his pants, his gaiters. Mm that cover the cuffs on his pants so he doesn't get any uh, rocks in his boots. Of course. Uh, all the way down, like if we're archery hunting, his uh, his wrist guard that uh, you know stops the string from snapping your jacket matches everything perfectly. I hate when he that has bandanas in case he needs to pat the moisture on his forehead uh, that is the matching camo pattern. So he That's goes hot. all in, all in. On the camo. I have no problem with him being all in on camo. Yeah, but no. But hunting. Like, but but, not but no, no, I understand. The but it's minute like, you are in a casual situation, you wear camo, I'm not talking to you. Oh, yeah. I don't want anything this is to my, do with This you. is my entire family. Mark's, <laughs> most of Mark's wardrobe is camouflaged. This is my, and then, but here's the thing. My sister, not a hunter, very much into the camo. Oh, see that? So she uh, What bought, is she communicating with that? Because I get it that there's a lot of people out there that are like, I don't care what I dress in. But when you wear camo, you very do much care about what you're dressed in. And you're yeah. sending a message to people that, hey, either you're about this life or you're not. Now there's, two, now, there's two different types of camo, too. So you've got the woodland camo. The woodland camo is the one with the squiggly brown, green, black uh, through right, that can be that can go military. That can go so woodland camo, hunt, woodland camo, right? That's kind of the universal. That's the camo that uh, kind of uh, peeks its head into the uh, fashion uh, aisle at uh, your Macy's right. and your Target, right? I'm seeing it. So that's your universal camo. Then you have the digital camo. Now that signifies military to me. That's the uh, that's the uh, uh, block yeah. pattern uh, mm -hmm. Minecraft looking camo. That bitty. That is the camo that I have on my Seahawks sweatshirt that my sister bought me because she bought everybody one. So the entire family has matching Seahawks hoodies with the uh, the military digital camo, the American flag patch on the arm because my sister thought everybody needed one. And do then, you see a blue camo uh, athleta? Ooh, now that's a whole other thing. Women's one-piece swimsuit, which I got to tell you, that 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 doesn't check out. Yeah, the blue athleta is kind of a hoity brand. Why are yeah, they no, selling no, one-piece swimsuits that are camo? Camo, camo has uh, has permeated the uh, fashion. You get your blue and your red camos. Those I don't understand because those serve no actual function. But now the camo that my family wears is they tend to wear your mossy oak or your all-purpose real tree. 
Those are the camo patterns that tend to be. But there are some new ones, and this is where Frank steps in. As he goes out and he gets the new, the new hunting camo. The pattern, like, oh, check this one out. It's like a honeycomb pattern. It's all like, you know, designer. I, no, I have no clue. What you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Do you find the all-purpose real tree? That's the camo. I saw that the lo- mossy oak camo. Yeah, that's the one that looks like a tree. That looks especially trashy. Now there is one well, at trashy. Fast Pro Shops. Oh yeah. wait, no, you have no. There is a Cabela's. Now, how much money did you get at Cabela's? Got a hundred dollar gift card to okay. go down to Cabela's. Now you could probably put a down payment on this Best Home Furnishings Beast Furniture Collection oh, yeah. Power Lift Recliner that is all oak. <laughs> Mossy oak yeah. camo. Uh, see now, I'm I'm more fifteen hundred dollars. I'm more of an all-purpose real tree guy. Uh, mossy oak is fine, mm. but I tend to lean all-purpose real tree when given the opportunity. Now, I'm not saying that I don't own mossy oak because here's how I shop for camo. Typically, is all my brothers are bigger than me, and my dad is my height, mm. but a little uh, a little thicker than me. Mm. I just wait for them to buy something. They're like, oh, this didn't fit me. It's too small, and that's how I get ninety-five percent of my camo. It's very adult of you. Hey, listen, you can get uh, you can get a nice set of camo for free, or you can go out and you can buy it. Now, I'm more of the free guy. Would Sharon let you bring this chair into the house? No, God no. She, best she beast furniture. It's called beast furniture. Yeah, yeah. Part of the reason I am not camo guy is my wife is like, no, your whole family dresses in camo. You're not dressing in camo. I'm not necessarily banned from it, but it is certainly yeah. discouraged. It's dicey. It's oh, it's it's openly discouraged because I've got some I've got some camo. You know, uh, we're gonna do good versus evil at the end of this hour. Mm-hmm. I've got a good versus uh, uh, a sponsor eight oh eight. I've got one of their hats with the camo pattern on. It. Oh, I'll nice. put that one on every once in a while. But uh, but yeah, all right. Hey, we've got stuff to talk about. Did you know that? You said you haven't watched any sports. <clears throat> None. Okay. I, I watched sports, uh, the episodes of sports from Say by the Bell. Per- well, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to know. We'll talk about all of this. Uh, the Pac-12 is no more. Mm. Uh, Damian Lillard is uh, ruining the franchise by taking too much money. Okay, I agree uh, with that. We wasted another pick on a guy that is constantly injured, uh, and the Blazers didn't do enough in the offseason. So right. we will talk about all of that, but we'll start with conference realignment. Or is it conferences that are doing the realignment? Ooh. Next, Sinner and Saint, 10 of the fan. God damn it. I'm trying to make it real compared to what suck it to me. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back in. Uh, some big news. Well, you were gone, Will. Mm. In, the, in the cloak of darkness, <sighs> UCLA and <sighs> USC have defected from the Pac-12, or at least made plans to. 2024, they're going to be playing in the Big Ten. Ah! At least as of right now. Uh, this is a pretty well-worn topic by this time that we get to it. But I do want to talk about it because I think there's... Something that a lot of people are overlooking right now, which uh, I find to be very interesting because most people around here are concerned about Oregon and Oregon State and where they end up. Now, if you're worried about Oregon, uh, here's what you need to know is they just signed uh, possibly the best high school recruit uh, to their football team for a reported $6.3 million over three years uh, in NIL money. 
Uh, but they just they just landed one of the biggest quarterback prospects uh, in the country and the best prospect from a rating standpoint the school has ever had. So if you're worried about it affecting their recruiting, don't worry about that. Now, if you're worried about them affecting the money that they're making from their media rights deal, fine, you can be worried about that. But everybody keeps talking about the conferences. The conference is going out and stealing guys. The conference went and stole USC and UCLA. The the SEC went and stole Texas and Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Man, this is all, all led by the television partners. This has nothing, in my mind, has nothing to do with the individual schools and has nothing to do with the conferences. This has everything to do with the NCAA has no power. ESPN and Fox hold all the chips. This is where, where is Fox uh, headquartered? California. I don't know. Los Angeles, sure. Los Angeles, California. I have no idea. Oh, really? No, really. Have you, no. ever, have you ever listened to Colin Coward's show? I just thought he went there for the weather. <laughs> no, Fox is headquartered uh, right in sunny Los Angeles, California. <clears throat> Who does Fox have their big college football deal with? Uh, the big 10. Yeah. What schools just left? Now, depending on the reports that you hear, this mm-hmm. was USC and UCLA approaching the Big Ten, not the other way around. This was Fox going, hey, listen, we want you guys on our network. It makes sense. We can have home games. Why don't you guys talk to the Big Ten? Because we're going to pay them a lot of money. And now you've got the whole landscape shaken up. Mm-hmm. where the SEC is talking about adding schools like Clemson, Florida State, Miami, all of that, right? That is all floating out there. Mm-hmm. Big Ten's going after Notre Dame. That's their big target. And then maybe they'll take Oregon and Washington if they get Notre Dame, depending on what the deal is, mm-hmm. maybe. Right now, it's not the Big Ten, and it's not the SEC. It is Fox and ESPN, and they're having a pissing contest to Good. seeing who can get the most good college football teams. They hold all the chips. But what's really happening is there's no rules. College football has no leadership whatsoever. And we are officially in the wild, wild west. Hey, and by the way, <clears throat> you're welcome. This is what you got. Yeah, this is what everybody wanted. This is what right? you wanted, right? I think so. So I would like it if everybody who is bitching about it to just shut up. That's a very good point, yes, sir. Thank yes. you. Please. I- Everybody who was very interested in NIL deals and I want those kids paid. I don't know them. I don't know their families. I have no economic or even objective interest in them getting paid whatsoever, but I want them paid. I think it was more. Uh, let me just take the, it was they're getting paid already. Yeah. Like why are we pretending they're Come not on. getting paid? Just get them. Look, it doesn't matter that the only reason Dante Moore is actually going to Oregon is because he's getting paid $6 million and he doesn't really care that much about the school. And at the first, sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry. And at the first sight of him possibly having some injury, he'll just get as many highlights as possible and then sit out until he can go to the NFL. That's not even a realistic thing. Three year deal. (laughs) So the, I think the thing that is so striking about all this is that this is so much of what human nature is. And it was so predictable. Yes, wasn't it? This was all so predictable. And it was so funny when all this was happening because this show, we've done this now yeah. for about two years. We kept saying, it might get worse. 
As much as you enjoy getting these college kids paid and everything, and you enjoy conference realignment, and you enjoy all this other stuff about the free-flowing nature of college football that there's no restraints on anything else, you might not like it in a couple years. And guess what? I'm going to say it again. In a couple more years, you might not like it even more. In fact, if you're an Oregon State Beaver fan, you should stock up on Mountain West gear. You should, (laughs) because that is where we're going. In fact, if we go to the Big 12... You should not like that because the amount of relevance you will have will dip even further than what it is right now. You don't have enough money to get good college athletes anymore Can, because the school right down the road is siphoning off even more of the mediocre players that you can find in California and good luck trying to go over to Oklahoma or North uh, Texas where you have gotten some guys because guess what? All of them are getting attracted to the SEC. So any small school out there, just just get your gear ready for whatever conference you're going to go to because the amount of irrelevancy in your program now is at the highest of highs. You know, you know, going to a bowl game is pretty sweet because that's about as good as it's going to get. Undefeated season in the Big 12, that's pretty cool. Guess what? Notre Dame lost two games. They're in the playoff. Here's, here's my thought. Why do we even have these conferences? Why, 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 but, but seriously, like when I look at it, I go, all right, we all know who's pulling the strings here. There's been a lot of talk about the missteps the PAC 12 took. Do you know why Oklahoma and Texas decided not to come to the PAC 12? According to, according to John (laughs) Skipper, remember John Skipper? I do remember the coked up head of ESPN. Uh, Yes, I do. He, uh, he had a quote this week where he was talking about the, Longhorn Network. You know why ESPN backed the Longhorn Network? Because Pac-12 was in talks with Fox. Mm-hmm. And he did not want Texas or Oklahoma to go to the Pac-12. Now, as much as the Pac-12 could have done other things and backed the, the Longhorn Network or done whatever, this has been TV pulling the strings for a very long time. The AD for Boston College was very vocal about this when the Big East moved into the ACC. Going, yeah, this isn't a basketball decision. Everybody thinks it's a basketball decision. No, this is a television decision. These have all been television decisions all along because they're the ones giving the schools all the money. It's it's just yeah. funny to me that it didn't matter until our Pac-12 was disrupted by it. I mean, we griped that the Pac-12 didn't do anything, but the Pac-12 decided not to be affiliated with ESPN or with Fox. And do you think it was an accident that they didn't make it into the college football playoff? No, absolutely not. Because ESPN wanted their teams on it because that helps their ratings during the regular season. Oh, look, Clemson and Alabama are back. You know, I wonder what. Well, yes, they're good. But the other thing is ESPN goes, only helps us. That's our content that they want. They're happy to rip up the ACC's deal to add more content from the Pac-12. They're all yeah. happy to go and change the oh, Pac-12 is ready to renegotiate their media rights. Everybody just needs to take a step back, calm down, and let the executives go, hey, this is what your school is worth. I wouldn't be surprised if we got to the end of it and they just put a dollar value on each school. Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame, you're worth this much money. Huh? Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, you're worth a lot less. But, hey, you're on the media rights deal. You happy? Yes, because what are the other options? And then instead of having the Big Ten, they just go, we're kind of keeping all the conferences the same. You can play whatever schedule you want. And as long as Uh, we get the broadcast rights, would you be surprised? 
No, but I think that would, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. And obviously that's probably where it's going, <laughs> but you know, again, this is why I so much was against just commodifying and monetizing college football but was because but, you know what? But it already was. This but is this new. is on a but this is on a level now that you are going to tear apart college football culture. You will. You, you but, will. If you're in Alabama, you won't. Sure. If you're in culture Clemson, there, yeah. you won't. Yeah, yeah, of course. But if you're in these smaller schools, you're in these smaller regions, which, by the way, make up the spirit of what college football is, which is any Saturday, anything can happen. Any Saturday, these kids become relevant in any type of game. The underdog can win. You can solidify your spot for a bowl game. You can solidify your spot for winning a conference. That's going to be no more it's going to become a professional practice. Sure. The very fact that we're sitting here right now and we're having this conversation about media TV rights deals and everything else, these kids are friggin' 18. Yep. Okay? As much as you want to talk about they're 18, they should make money. You remember yourself at 18? Yeah. You think you can handle $6.3 million? No, but when I was making no. $18 an hour, it was dope. Yeah. So look, you cheered this on, everyone. Here you go. Yeah, but you know what? Hey, and when Oregon eventually goes to the Big 12, because by the way, the Big 10 cares nothing about Oregon. Well, they really don't. They yeah, don't. Yeah. They they could care less. Again, they stop, seriously do. Stop. If they got Notre Dame, they would they would just go, yeah, do, whatever. Do me a favor. For this show's yeah. purpose, let's yeah. ca- stop calling it the Big 10 and right. stop calling it the, ES- uh, the SEC. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. They're not going to Fox. <laughs> they might have a chance to go to ESPN. That's the truth. Sure. The truth is that you have what used to be the Big Ten is now Fox. What used to be the SEC is now ESPN because they're no longer the Southeastern Conference. No. They are they are moving west. They are moving north. And they it will are, be college football. It, but it will be ESPN and it will be Fox. Oh, is that a Fox team or an ESPN team? And they're going to have a few crossover games that CBS will try to pick up. I do hope they somehow integrate original programming into the games then. Oh, yeah, they'll try. Like Judge Judy or something. Yeah, well, dude, it's it's ever come out for the coin flip or something. But look at they're they're just these networks have built so much on live play by play, especially around college football. And and the thing is, the distribution channels are just getting easier and easier because of technology. You just go, oh well, that's on ESPNU today. That one's on ESPN three. This is on ESPN plus. Oh, if you pay the premium, you can watch any game you want. The new uh Direct TV, not Direct TV, the uh, Sunday ticket is now available. You buy it through a couple different streaming services. It's 300 bucks. The technology is there. You can watch any college football game. It's just who's collecting the money. Is it Fox? Is it ESPN? Does NBC decide to, to pay a ton of money to Notre Dame? And if they do, will anybody want to play Notre Dame? You're going to let a Fox school waste one of their weeks playing against a NBC school? It's going to get really tricky. But again, this is not Big Ten. This is not SEC. This is Fox. And this is ESPN, at least for right now. So we'll see where it settles. Maybe the biggest opportunity for Oregon and Washington isn't Fox, isn't ESPN. Maybe it's CBS swoops in. That's our only hope. Again, I, I will tell you, the big Oregon fan... The Big Twelve or Big Ten doesn't care. Fox does Fox, not care. Whatever they, they don't care. Yeah. None of them care. You are yeah. you are a sports apparel island. That's what you are. You will get really good recruits because yeah. you have a lot of resources. And eighteen year old kids don't pay attention at all to any of this. No, not really. None of them care. They don't care. No, they get told by adults exactly 
how much money you can make right now and what the potential is. You want to go to the NFL? For making more money, 18-year-old who has basically no wherewithal about the world. Because as much as I do respect college football players and their plight and their ability to drag themselves up and pay for their own college and do these type of things, you don't know ass. You don't. <laughs> no. You just don't. And you're going to go into these situations now basically with a framework of how much money can I get out sure. of this? And you are going to breed a whole new generation of athletes that will no longer care about the sport. They will care about money. Yeah, dude. They will. They will. That's the end game. It will be about money. I understand that. Guess what? A lot of it already was. A lot of, the, a a lot lot of it, it already was. A lot, but it but you're, you're acting like they, they passed NIL and all of a sudden college football players are like, wait, I can get money for this? No, no, no. No. Now it is out in the open, which means that now there's organizations yep. that can be out in the open that can strategize everything. Let's talk a little bit about that after this Sports Center update. Hey, Leroy. What? Your mama. She's calling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. That's right, we're tailgating for the Live Golf Tour. Hey, speaking of things that uh, money uh, tends to lead the way, yeah, there's a lot of parallels between this college football realignment and the Live Golf Tour. It's just like, hey, here's a big pile of money. Would you like to chase that? Yeah, yeah I would. I mean, exactly. listen, it's human nature. We we have uh, we have created a society where money rules, and the people with the money are pulling all the strings. In college football, it is the the networks, and in golf, apparently it's the Saudis. Well, so. especially too, uh, in the past five six, yeah, five or six years, I think uh, you've seen. <laughs> I think you've seen the level of encouragement for self interest rise quite a bit. Well. But also the money has risen. I mean, there there is more yeah. money in in all of these things. The, the NL, well, there's always more money. I mean, inflation happens to a point where there's always going to be more and more money every single year available for people, for athletes, for services, for yep. whatever. But what I'm saying is that it seems as though we've gotten to a point as a culture, not only just in sports, but just everywhere else. It's permeated to the point where it's about self-interest yep. and money. And that's really it. Now, I know that I'm saying this from a standpoint of somebody who's been fortunate enough to grow up in a family where there was money. And I don't understand the point of view from somebody who had absolutely nothing and then is coming into money. But I do know that there seems to be kind of a perverted sense about this now where it's literally just all about money. See, where now watching college football, I, I honestly, I, this next year, things will be normal whatever eh. but like as we go on here to 2024 five six seven like you're just gonna watch this knowing that these kids don't care about this school uh, well they okay. don't well they here, don't care here, about school. here is here is the counter to that argument there's oh there's always been people that were motivated by money and self-interest it is just more 
obvious now. Mm. So we were, you were talking about the NIL deals. So NIL has not just become a recruiting tool for college football. Dante Moore decides to go to Oregon to play quarterback. Oregon is not the only one that offered him a lucrative NIL deal. So the money is not unique that Oregon just outbid everybody else. There still is some allure to the school and the coaching staff and the being part of Nike U. There is an element to that. Now, the, the flip side of that is we are seeing beautiful young women and very charismatic young men who already had a social media, media following that are capitalizing that in huge, huge dollar amounts. But I have a good friend. He's been on this show uh, several times. Jason Bro works for University of Portland in the athletic department. Mm-hmm. And he and I were talking about how the NLI structure is kind of on the back end of things where you have a basketball team, a tennis team, a, a cross country baseball, whatever, all of the sports on the team. There are some of the athletes that just are naturally drawn to social media. There's a, there's a gal. I can't remember if she played soccer or basketball, but she does like candy of the day on TikTok or whatever. And she has a million followers and she's cute and she does quite well. And she's making money on, on social media. Uh, Drew Timmy for Gonzaga is making more money than anybody on the, the coaching staff or at the university because he is a very likable dude. He doesn't have much of an NBA future. He may try to, you know, get the last spot on the bench after he graduates as a fifth year senior from Gonzaga, but he's a very good college basketball player with a very goofy mustache and he's a very likable dude. So he's making a seven figures in NIL deals because he's going to have a lot of eyeballs on him when it comes to March next year because you know Gonzaga is going to be there and you know that these opportunities are going to come up. So these guys that just play college sports, whether it's it's the Olympic athletes or it's college basketball players, there are still people that are going to play college football for the education and don't have an NFL future. Now, does that mean they don't play in whatever the new super conference is that plays for the the national championship ESPN trophy? Mm. Yeah, there's still going to be guys that play in whatever the second tier of college football ends up being. Right now in Division II college football, they don't have trouble filling rosters. There's still guys that make it from North Dakota State. There's two of them expected to start in the NFL next year. You're going to have Carson Wentz commanding the commanders and you're going to have Trey Lance playing for the San Francisco 49ers. So there still is a path for people that are not making big NIL deals out of high school that are playing because they love the game that are playing because they think they have an opportunity to get a free education. And maybe if everything breaks just right, they'll make it to the NFL. There are guys that played eight man football in high school. Like uh, what's his name? The linebacker. Now I've lost it for uh, the Cowboys. Who's just feeding a bear salmon. Did you see this one? Uh, no. Uh, what? Did, I, I, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. It, there's a video of him in Alaska in a boat, hand feeding a bear salmon. That guy is not playing football for the money. He is playing it because he loves football. Leighton Vander Esch played eight man football, went to Boise State, and now he is playing linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. There are guys that play because they love the game, and there always will be. There are other people that are just playing because I have the body for it, and I have a chance to make crazy money in the NFL. And when you get to that level, all of those guys are playing the game on the field and off the field trying to make as much money as they can. There's very few guys that take a lot less money to stay in a spot. Look, I agree with... 
most, if not all, of what you're saying. What I am only suggesting mm-hmm. is that, yes, that will continue to be the case. Somebody on the text line even pointing out, just look at Yakima legend Cooper Cup. Yeah, very good example. Sure. Probably best receiver in football right now. All I'm trying to say is that it, much like gambling has done to sports, yep, it will just become just prevalent all the time. Yeah. And sports will no longer be about essentially what it is at its core, which is competition, winning or losing. It will become about something else. And, you know, people naturally have a way of doing this. That's kind of what recruiting is now. Quite honestly, recruiting was something that was just kind of benign and whatever, just like whatever, you know, you're, you're picking a school. Now it's turned into a multi-million dollar industry of reporters sure. and video producers and social media influencers and whatever. It's the same thing that gambling did to football where people don't really talk about the game anymore. They just talk about the spread or the over under. In fact, there was an entire crappy league made around gambling that failed and was stupid. Yes. The USFL is doing that again, which I have no idea. In fact, by the way, I can't, I literally can't even tell you the, even the like first sounding of a team in the USFL. No, no, I have no idea. I, I have tell no you any, idea. I couldn't tell you a single player. No, I couldn't no, tell you. Uh, yeah. I know a coach, yeah. Mike Riley. Oh, is he coaching? He's he, was in, he was in the other one, the AAF, right? The ah, I, football. Sure, I guess. I think he was. Uh, but I he, just think that with all this, yes, you are right. People are still going to do it for the love of the game, but at the same time, you're just going to hear it more and more and more and more until a certain point, the broadcast will not be about like, Hey, this player is doing this for his team. It's more like, oh boy, he got hurt. Man, how's that going to affect his draft stock? Yeah, I don't don't disagree with that it will be in your face more, but we do this all the time when we watch media, social media, uh, sports, whatever it is. That thing that you're seeing, the the ad for gambling, the reason they're advertising for DraftKings and FanDuel and uh, Squeezer and Caesars and whatever it is, all of those gambling sites are advertising because there's a lot more people available to join those sites than already exist on them. The reason that you see ads for TikTok that are targeting young people is even though when you go on TikTok, it's mostly young people, not all of the young people are on that. There's a larger percentage of people that do not use social media, that are not trying to be influencers, that are not trying to be a, the next TikTok or Instagram star. But what happens is the stars are the ones that we see and we make this inference that if there's this many people doing it, everybody must be doing it. And it's just not the case. Not everybody is playing football for the money because it's not available to everybody. There's some people like the Will Darkens of the world that get to their first day of college football practice and go, oh, I'm not going to the NFL. <laughs> it's just that dream ends. There are these people that are still living their lives. I don't know just, if it was even a dream, by the way. Either way, but you knew that. You knew, but you, I think it was just like, oh, I could. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, nope, no, no, I can't. I can't. No. <laughs> exactly. Nah, dog, nah. We've had that conversation enough, but all of those people still exist. The only thing is that with the, the uh, you know, what decriminalization of NIL money or whatever you want to call it, it makes it available. The allowance of 
gambling to sponsor a, a professional sporting event puts it right in your face and you can see that it's there. But advertising has that sense that you feel like everybody either drinks Coke or Pepsi. Which do you drink, Will? Neither. Me neither. Yeah. I don't drink soda anymore. No, oh, we've talked about this. Most people, neither of us, don't even drink soda. Most people, I don't like. I, it's very the only people that have Coke or Pepsi in their fridge usually in my circle do not care which it is because it's just a mixer for their Jack Daniels. You got any cola that I could pour on top of God, this whiskey? That's sad. Well, but <laughs> what I'm saying is nobody drinks soda. The <laughs> only the only, the only time I see you soda, I soda alcoholics. Would you, uh, would you like some Coca-Cola? Is there any whiskey with that? Kind of. Yeah. But, like, I don't know what? anybody that just cracks a Coke. Like, My wife. Does she? Okay. Every now and then. How often? Once a month? But if you, every but if financial you pay, quarter. But if you pay attention to advertising, you think everybody either drinks Coke or Pepsi. It's just not true. It's not, like in high school. Yeah. Man, everybody's having sex. Yeah. Guess what? Including me. Guess what? When you're doing it by yourself, I don't know if it gets the sex. <laughs> it totally counts. I don't know if it does. Yeah, no, Jim, no, Jimmy Peterson okay. told me. I think he said, maybe, yeah, I no, think, it counts. All right, before Will gets too deep into this topic, I think we need to move on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Good versus Evil next, Sitter and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, what has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. In the short term, it's great. If Baker's good, he's healthy, they'll win eight, nine, ten games probably, but what does that set him up for the future? You're going to sign Baker to a long-term contract? He's probably not a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, so now you kind of set yourself back to the same spot you're sort of in. There's Oregon Duck blowhard Jeff Schwartz. Baker Mayfield finally out of limbo land. Browns traded the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft to the Panthers for a conditional fifth round pick. Cleveland will also pay $10.5 million of his salary with the Panthers. Picking up five mil, Mayfield restructuring the final three and a half mil into incentives. Did everybody win in this trade? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Progressive gets to tout their moving insurance. Uh, the Pan- <laughs> uh, Panthers, they don't get a much better quarterback, but I think they get a better quarterback uh, than Sam Darnold. Uh, and Baker has an opportunity to play for a contract. So uh, Browns might be the only one that don't win in the short term. They're paying $10 million and sounds like they don't have a quarterback for next year because Deshaun Watson is one of the world's largest scumbags and Baker Mayfield is too... Uh, Ooh, what's the word petty mm. to too much of a chip on his shoulder to realize that he could have played with a lot better roster if he'd have stayed in Cleveland. Uh, so I think the only ones that really lose out on this are the Browns, but, uh, but yeah, the Panthers, eh, they're going to be a little bit better than they would have been. Uh, Matt rule might save his job for one more year. So sure. Win, win, win. What stage of the Durant trade conversations in? <laughs> in, in my experience, experience Malika, there, there's two stages the day a player requests a trade, and then the day he's traded. Uh, so sometimes it takes you looking back at the process to know how far into it you are. But certainly the Nets at this point, you know, they're engaged on a number of fronts. 
There's former Pornhub accountant Adrian Wojnarowski. The biggest cloud hanging over the NBA free agency is named Kevin Durant. Zero-time legitimate NBA champion has asked the Brooklyn Nets to trade him. The team has since decided that they will turn a potential deal into, quote, the biggest trade return in NBA history. To give you an idea of what that may look like, NBA reporter Vince Goodwill says that Brooklyn requested Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four draft picks for KD. Is he actually worth that anymore? No, not two all-star caliber players plus four draft picks. I mean, I think there's somebody that might be willing to sacrifice the the future capital. But if you're the Brooklyn Nets, you just have to realize that if you trade KD, your window is closed. So set yourself up the best you can for the future. I mean, yes, getting a guy like Anthony Edwards light might be realistic going hey here's a guy with a ton of upside somebody like uh you know a, a, a rookie unproven rookie uh somebody like Shaden sharp in the draft who is all ceiling no floor uh might be the way to you know look at it but yeah going out and getting two all-star caliber players so that you can still be relevant plus getting your future no you're not worth all that but yeah throw in a bunch of future picks try to win now whoever does that it'd be fun to watch I would have thought that's a steal. Durant, wait, who's going to play with him? I know. That's what I'm saying. It'd be a steal for Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, 100%. Joking me? Yeah, come on. Then you don't have to trade Kyrie Irving. A th- 34, 34-year-old. The, the trick is going to be the salaries have to match because there's four years left on uh, KD's deal. So yeah. I realize that they have to figure that out and trade a bunch of players and probably bring in another team, but whatever. All right, here's my favorite story of the week. This one comes from the internet. Here is your headline. Husband accidentally sends quote-unquote butt-naked photo of mom to entire family. The most embarrassing moment of my life, reads the headline. A mom revealed the most embarrassing moment of her life, and it's low-key hilarious. (laughs) TikToker Samantha Barlow shared a little storytime video about the most embarrassing moment of her life. It all took place at a delivery room right after Barlow gave birth to her son. Let's just say... Uh, in all the hubbub, somebody's hubby may have gotten a little bit carried away with the flash photography. <clears throat> so basically, he took a photo of her naked right after she gave birth oh. and then sent it to the entire family. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought it would be. I don't want to see that. No, nobody wants to see that, but no. you go, oh, shouldn't have sent that picture. At my wedding, uh, I got married in 2006. Hell of a year. Before everybody had a smartphone. So there wasn't a bunch of people taking pictures. So what we did... What we used to do back in the dark times, mm. pre-smartphones, was you put the uh, disposable cameras on everybody's table, and then they threw them into a bag at the end of the wedding. And you go around, snap a bunch of photos, and you get a bunch of candid photos and people what they thought was interesting about it. Whatever. Delightful. Well, one of my cousins brought a disposable camera uh, that she was using earlier in the uh, week, and we got married in Vegas, my wife from Las Vegas, so we had my whole family come down. We had a big party in Vegas. Well, part of their party included a disposable camera being used in the hotel room. And when all the film was developed... It's a bunch of naked photos. My wife had a bunch of naked photos. She, she looked at them. I still have never seen those Wait, photos. I hope naked photos of destroyed. your wife? Of my cousin. Oh, of your cousin. She brought her disposable camera that she was using for other things, looked just like the ones that we had laid out all over the yeah. wedding, and it got tossed into the wedding bag. So when the so why were there were naked photos of your cousin? She had a disposable camera. Yeah. Her and her beau yeah. were taking some fun photos in the hotel room, 
And then they were taking disposable camera photos of them having sex. I didn't see the photos, but I know she was naked. Did you ask her? I did not ask her. Why not? Because I didn't want to know any more about it. I'm like, I'm good. I was like, oh, you don't want to see these, but. Well, don't you want those for leverage? No, I'm good. Good. I would have gotten them for leverage. Well, yes. If she was an heiress, I would have held on to them for leverage. Which, by the way, is that even like, why do that? Like I while don't you're know. having sex, I you have a disposable camera. Listen, I, like, I imagine the, the photos the are photo. grainy. Can you even get like a good shot of anything hey. at? Like the action will not be recognizable. Those yeah. photos are not good. Let's. You know what we can do? We can we can call up uh, my wife and we'll see if she's held on to those for blackmail purposes. We should do that. And then uh, and then you can take a look at the photos. You can do an assessment. I, I know can confirm. Yeah, you were. A, and then I somehow sneak them into your everyday life. There you go. Just so scan them. Just scan them. Put them on Facebook. <laughs> put them in your put them in your photog group. Get their comments back. What's up, guys? I don't know these people, but I just want you to see these photos. Well, I just want to get your opinion on the uh, motivation of the uh, the artist that took this photography. Uh, see what you think. Uh, right there, you'll see a boob. <laughs> the butt. What's <laughs> the uh, girl uh, parts right there? Yeah. Don't I don't know. know why people just react that way about like naked photos oh i don't want to see that well, like the whole gray goat and penis photo everybody's like oh, i don't want to see that i was like i want to see that <laughs> sure i want to see what that person looks like naked now my family see that's this, i get yeah, it okay. yeah. yeah but like i am always up for seeing what someone looks like naked i yeah. that's fine with me sure i'd like to know it changes the relationship. Well, I'll tell you. Probably that, not for the better. Yeah. There is like so if if the ESPN body issue came out and showed all of the parts, would you be offended? Well, like they always what do you mean like, like people clever, like spreading their legs? They always, <laughs> they always cleverly have a basketball like in the right position, right? Yeah. Like if it was just full on, like full nudes. I'd buy that. Would I'd you buy, buy a hard quicker? copy. <laughs> Yeah, I'd want to know, especially depending on who it was. Wasn't it Greg Norman that did one of them? Yeah, Gary Player, Gary Player. Uh, yeah, Vince, I Vince see Wilfork. There's, I mean, there's tons yeah. of guys that were, you know. But here, so maybe we'll put the poll up. We've got a little time here. Uh, 503-250-1080. We actually if, don't. We're way over. I, I understand. <laughs> well, we, I know, but we're going to be taking a pause. You put the poll question up on the Twitter feed. Okay. 503-250-1080. If the ESPN body issue were fully nude and you got to see it all, would you be more or less likely to make the purchase of said magazine. Mm. We are way over. Let's get to hour two. We'll do it next. Uh, Dame Dalla signs a uh, a big extension, money wise, uh, and uh, and we've got the uh, summer league for the Blazers. And we haven't talked about their off season yet. You're excited. I can see it in your face. We'll do that next. Center and Saint, 1080, the fan, and Odyssey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 